When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with everybody today, and I got the main man with me, the best in the business, the Wayne Breezy. How we doing, Wayne? I'm good. I'm pumped, man. I'm. It, it's football time. It's This is officially football season because the temperature definitely dropped over here on the East Coast. I can see my breath when I'm outside. I know the players are ready to rock. They're headed up to Seattle. John, we're headed to Seattle. This is going to be a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, early Thanksgiving to everybody out there and to those in the future. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, man, I'm pumped because, one, let me just say this, Wayne. I don't know if we've had this discussion. Thanksgiving, my favorite day of the year. It's number yes. one. It's yes. number one. A lot of it has to do with food. <laughs> a lot of it has to do with football. And family was always kind of like a negative concept for me growing up. But, you know, my family now is incredible, and we get to be with them both. And one of my favorite things about this is somehow I convinced my wife she's not here, and she doesn't subscribe to the show, so I can say this without her knowing. I got to convince her to make this a whole family trip up to Seattle this week, so I'm pumped about that. Um, and we're going to have we're gonna have the best food. We're doing Thanksgiving Day food tailgate. We mm. have enough food for 400 people. We're not going to sell that many tickets, but we're going to eat like kings. We are going to drink. We are going to celebrate. We're going to give away way too much stuff, as we always do. And I hope you come out with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Probably going to be capping sales on the Thanksgiving Day tailgate. I don't want to get it too much. I want to make sure we give the best uh, event. So excited about that. But this game, Wayne, the title of the show, 49ers' most important game of the year. And this was also... The poll question. Here's the three questions or the three options. Most important game for the 49ers at Silly, at, at Seattle, at Philly, or versus Seattle at home. What say you? Well, it's got to be this one, right? Because this is the one where you separate. It. First of all, you always want to win a division. Mm-hmm. You get this one on the road. You're setting the tone to where now Seattle has to play to come into your home to try to beat you. So you want to get this. This this game to me is most important. Listen, Philly's 9-1, and one, right? At this point, whatever. They can have whatever they have. Hopefully they go on a losing streak at some point uh, starting in a couple of weeks. But my point is you don't worry about that game because that's not a divisional game. That's just a conference game. But you definitely want to make sure you capitalize and beat the snot out of Seattle every time. Not just at not just Thanksgiving, not just two weeks after that. Every time. I love it. And Eddie slap the gum out his mouth. <laughs> I love Pause. it. I have the biggest I'm not a Pete Carroll guy. I'm not. I was in the house for the Vince Young touchdown in the corner of the end zone when we knocked out USC. That was incredible. Gotta always throw that in there. I'm just not a Pete Carroll guy. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a cheater as a coach, whatever else. I don't like him. I don't like them. Um, Wrigley's get the hell out of here. I love this game this week. And when the schedule came out, I said, this was number one. 
If I yeah. could have any game all year, you win on the road. And last year, Wayne, probably one of my favorite times last year as well, was hanging out with you in Seattle yeah. on a Thursday game. That was the hat and T-shirt game. You remember that one? December Locked 15th. up the division. Ooh. Yeah. We, we had some a, good China food after the game, man. We had a time. good time. That was I mean, just time. thinking about that game, like, right? Like, the Niners were pretty much in control. Seattle gets a late touchdown toward the end of the game. Uh, they were kicking field goals all game. They were. They I expect were. the 49ers to have the same game plan. Yeah, you force them to kick field goals. You score touchdowns, which Brock Purdy's that's just all that he does lately. Two TDs, baby. Two TDs last last year. Dude, yeah, last year, last year he balled out in the wild card game. Last oh, yes, two he did. games. Yes, he did. Six touchdown passes last two games, zero interceptions. That's just good football. Now, I want to say shout out to Kevin. He says hashtag CC, hashtag BB. If you Thank haven't you. yet, in the link in the description is video, audio platform, wherever you're listening, watching. The very thing at the very top is the most important. We have details for parties and merchandise and supporting the show. The number one thing is go support Wayne. Make sure you check out his channel wherever it is. Just type in Wayne Breezy. Um, in fact, I thought Breezy was his last name. I sent him something <laughs> yo, one you, time. Yo, you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the UPS store, and I was like, yes, I need to send this. And I had the thing filled out. And they're like, Wayne, Bre are you sure Breezy's his last name? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is. You're not the I first person to say that, though. That's I didn't funny. Know. You're just so you. You know what I mean? I appreciate and it. So anyway, go follow Wayne. It's so you. important. And we get to see Uncle Salty this week. Yes. Pumped about. Um, he'll be out there in Seattle. And so let me say this. There's a couple things that I want to talk about. Obviously, we have our party Wednesday. For those of you that can, we will be going to the plane freaking welcoming for the 49ers awesome just led by the alex and the amazing seattle faithful chapter uh that's at 4 p.m wednesday at the seattle airport um that's going to be there if you need information for that man i, I probably should have loaded the picture i have it here but i need to load that anyway here here we go i'm loading it right now look at this we're working on the fly let's go I, I'm sorry about that. I should have had that preloaded. So the airport greeting, which is awesome, uh, that's going to be at 2440 South 166th Street in Seatok. Seatok, I think is how you say it, Washington. Um, there's not direct parking there, but the lots aren't too far. So you park in the lots, you walk over, you'll see nothing but 49er fans. Welcome the team in to enemy territory. Absolutely love what Seattle Faithful does. So that's an open event. Anybody that wants to go, uh, you can be there. I can't be there because I'll be setting up for the event. But after that's over, then you come party with us at the press box, man. Um, which we will be there at, you know, our event starts at five. Welcome to plane at four. Then you jump in, whatever you're driving, come downtown. We're one block south of the Lumen Stadium. We're at the Press Box Seattle. It's 1518 First Avenue South. We're going to, I mean, it's $10 to get in, which helps us, you know, rent out the space and all that stuff. Reserve it for us. Trivia, giveaways. You're going to hear the man Wayne Breezy come say what's up. And we got the whole Rush crew almost coming together. Almost everybody's coming out this trip, Wayne. Yeah, it's going to be ah. good, good family ties. That's what I ah. like to call it. I love That's what it's about. Tommy, he says, a private pile, give me a jelly donut. Oh, man, there we go. Yeah, I, I know what that is. That is a reference to one of the greatest movies of all time. He knows I'm a Texas guy, and I, that was his way of making fun of me as a Texas guy. That's uh, I'm trying to think of the movie. Full metal, movie? Jacket. Full, Full metal, metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Yeah, that's yes. that was a reference. There we go. Uh, yes. Love you, Tommy. Appreciate always throwing shade. I would too if I was an OU fan. Um, anyway, do what you got to do. Right here, Rick says, see, John, I don't care about the Seahawks. Um, just care about the Niners. The Niners are the better team. They know what to expect. And, man, I want to talk about this and just the NFC, kind of where it is. Last night, Chiefs Philly game wasn't really a very entertaining game at all. The Eagles kind of outlasted and came back and won against the Chiefs team, which the record seems to indicate they're incredible. Chiefs haven't scored a point in the second half in three consecutive games. Mm -hmm. They're struggling, but Philly just finds ways to win. So, in your opinion, Wayne, talk to us about this NFC kind of snapshot and this first seed with kind of the records and where they are. What are your thoughts currently? On the 49ers in light of the NFC. I mean, as far as them getting a number one seed, I mean, it, it just starts by taking care of business this week. And then they just continue to have to, you know, do what they do. They they will be on the road to Philly. If they beat Philly, I mean, they still have they still have time to catch up to get that first. They gotta kinda like win out 
Um, but I, I just think the Niners just need to show up, take one game at a time. It's the one thing that I've been loving from from the players. You know, you hear Brock Purdy say, man, you know what? I, we, it doesn't matter. We're just going to take this game and focus on this game and this game and this game. And Eric Armstead saying the same thing. I'm like, finally, like they're getting it. You know, like not to look ahead, not to look to the future. Obviously, they want to finish in first place, um, you know, but they, they can, they, the Niners control their destiny. I mean, had they took care of business prior, you know, without getting those three losses to, you know, a couple of non-conference teams and, and things like that, I mean, their overall record would be better. Uh, but when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, they're only, they, they only have one loss in the whole conference, right? And so they can sew that up by beating Philly in two weeks, but they got to take care of Seattle as of right now. So take care of Seattle, be top of the, stay on top of the division, and then you go showdown in, in, in little Philadelphia, you know, uh, and, and you take care of them. You, it's a tie conference. And so, yeah, because then it goes ahead and it because right now, Philly, they're undefeated in conference. The Jets are their only loss nine and one. Correct. They're two, two games up on the 49ers, but you play them. Yep, and the only play team them, we you lost win. to was the Vikings, so that's crazy. Right. So you got to win. You got to keep winning, but you'll handle your own business. And the one seed, everybody wants it. I get that. But you got to take care of your business. You know, the Niners slipped up a little bit. All you could do is handle it's a one-game season yeah. every freaking – and so this game's huge. Seattle, they're sitting in the sixth seed, and if the playoffs were today, we'd be playing Seattle. One of us got to lose. Yeah. They're six and four. We're seven and three. We haven't played yet. We got at least two matchups this year. The Detroit Lions, they played some good ball, but I'm not too. Lions, can't, they're a good team. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but it feels a lot like Minnesota last year, where the record was great. But, like, do you fear the Lions at all? Um,. As far as fear, I mean, I don't fear any of the teams, but I mean, Ooh, I like that. you know, when you play a team like the Lions, they also find ways to win. And and the Niners haven't had a game where they found a way to win. I mean, some people feel like that the Tampa game was that. No, they were in control the whole game. They they never, they had the lead the whole game. So they it's not like they found a way to win that game. So the Niners have to find they haven't had a game where they were able to find a way to win and i honestly i don't want them to have that but do i fear the lions they're going to be scrappy right yeah. and so like the niners struggle with scrappy teams i think if they know what they're getting um you know and and then they have teams where they just give up the fight the, the, the lions don't give up the fight and it starts with their head coach dan campbell is not giving up a fight looks like he can go 12 rounds and in, in, a, in a steel cage match at this point but my point is, I don't fear any of them, but the no. Niners got to be on their P's and Q's. Like, they got to make sure that they're taking care of business every day, every way. And if the Niners are taking care of business like they know how to take care of business, then I don't see how the Niners will lose. I just don't. Yeah, it's up to us. It really, really is. Now, I got to give you your flowers, Wayne. Um one of my favorite things is talking draft with you because you put in the time and the work and you got to wow. meet a lot of these guys personally. And, you know, a couple of the guys that you kind of championed in this draft class, Ronnie Bell, you had to your Michigan guy. I get that. But Daryl Luter Jr. Got to play in his first game. Looked really he good. On, special yes, teams. he did. Special he teams. Did. And then you also talked about Tig Brown. You were on this dude. Yeah, you were up I, on trading up for him. And I said no. And you were right. So talk to us about your rookie. Uh, how you felt he played, how okay. you feel about him moving forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, overall, um, let's just talk about first play. First play, bad. Terrible. Like, just didn't, not saying he didn't understand his assignment. He was in man coverage. He had the guy. He gave up the inside. He kind of just backpedaled instead of turning his hip. D to hip and didn't do it like a cornerback. And it was his first play and he got shell shocked. I'm going to call that the shell shocked play. But here's what I loved about Tig. It was the fact that he was able to overcome the adversity quick, fast, and in a hurry, right? To where, to me, his best play of the game, all right, two snaps. I mean, excuse me, four, well, not 37 snaps, but two as far as uh, pass snaps where he had to cover, two coverage, right? So, like, I feel like, he did really well, 50%. I mean, it's what you're going to get. One, he gave up for an explosive play for 41. The other one, he broke up for a sure touchdown to the one and only Mike Evans, who you know is one of my favorite receivers uh, of all time. Like, this kid is just a baller, always gets 100,000 yards. Like, it's just who he is. That was a touchdown, like literally. Yeah, it was. But you got Tig saying, oh, snap. He gets kind of beat on the route but he's he's running and he's turning at the same time and because of that he's able to make a pbu on a sure touchdown now you can also uh, allude to the blitz from isaiah oliver that kind of made you know baker mayfield do the whatever but listen it was a good play play call uh from steve wilkes and i thought the play was executed uh to perfection and then the reason there was three reasons why i wanted tig on this team all right. Number one, because of his playmaking skills, he was the best defender on his team and guys went ahead of him. But he was the best defender for two years. I wanted Jaquan Brisker last year. Penn State, I, tr- trust me. He's a, he's a baller. He's a baller. So I want it. And then I was saying to myself, I was watching the other kid. The other kid was Tim. Joey, Joey Porter Jr. was there, too. And Joey Porter Jr. went higher. Yeah. Right. And so you say Top to myself, second. hey, look, at the end of the day, you know, Tig just got to get out there. The more snaps he gets, the better he's going to be. You could tell he has the quick processing. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because he went from giving up an explosive to making probably the biggest play in the game and then capping and sealing the deal. He did all three of those in one game. Now, I'm not going to put him on a pedestal because now he had people are going to game plan for him, right? Yes. He was a surprise. So now if he's the starting safety moving forward, let's say he starts in Seattle. Okay, now they're going to look to attack them. And they're they're one of the most predominant 11 personnel teams because they have their three wide receivers, Metcalf, Lockett, and then you also got in the slot, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, he's played against him. Don't forget Bobo. Yeah, yeah, you got Jake Bobo out there too. But one of my favorite clips this week was, you know, everybody was asking all the players after the game about Jair Brown. And then they asked about George, they asked George Kittle, about the rookie Jair Brown, and here's his clip. Oh man, it was the about, best freaking thing. Oh, uh, here we go. Here's clip. Kittle on the rookie. I do cook him weekly. Yes, I I cook him weekly. Yes. Have you seen a rise in his level of play, though? Oh, 100 percent. Um, you know, when you're a rookie, you're like kind of just trying to figure it out because the NFL is significantly different than college ball, and you're I mean, everyone on the field can you know score a touchdown, which especially in this offense. Um, so. Yes, just seeing his improvement since he first got here. Uh, he's a guy that listens. Um, actually, one of my favorite things is back in OTAs, me and Fred get an opportunity to talk to the rookies right before we all leave, before the training camp, the 40 days away. And one of the things I always talk about is when you're a rookie, just be a sponge. Everything, like just look at what vets do, guys who are successful, look at what they do, and also look at what people do not very well. And I think Jair's a guy who listened to that, absorbed a bunch of information. He does the things that really good ball players do whether it's taking care of your body, the mental side of it, the extra film, talking to your coaches about stuff, and then taking every day seriously in practice to try to get better. And so that's why he was set up, you know, for his opportunity today, which I'm very proud of him. That's so cool. You know, he goes against him every play, every day, because he's a scout team guy. Now he doesn't go against him anymore. But I love the development. I love that you get that from Kittle, who's kind of the vocal leader of this team, him and Fred Warner. Now, you brought up Bobo a while ago. That's too funny. <laughs> Let's talk about Bobo now. I'll let you take this one, Wayne. He says any game versus Seattle is the more important game. They've owned us for many years. 
20 and 30. That, that's the record. That's yeah, 20 we're and down 30. 10, but we made up three last year. It, yeah, we getting yeah, there, you know, yeah, slow steps, baby steps, you know. I'll just win three for the next 10 years. We're good. All right, they've owned us for many years, and those fans have been so disrespectful during the span payback time. I, yes. I, I appreciate the contribution, and he's right, you know, he's right. Look. That era where Seattle was just dominant defensively, they had Russell Wilson. I, I will say Russell Wilson owns the 49ers more than the Seattle Seahawks, but at the end of the day, like that that era was crazy. It was just crazy. Uh, but the Niners are looking to turn the tides, you know, and, and they started last season. You know, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance started, ended up getting injured. Jimmy came in, sealed the deal, closed the, got the victory, and then – Brock Purdy came in and won the regular season matchup, secured the NFC West, and then won in the playoffs. So, like, I, I, I like our chances here. I love how all three of our quarterbacks beat them last year. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and so going, like, I understand everybody's affinity for Geno. I get that. It's not like he's been, he hasn't been great. I don't get it. He's got 12 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. interceptions. I don't, not I don't even a two-to-one ratio. And everybody's like, oh, he's so efficient. Really? 65% completion percentage? Brock Purdy's five full points higher? Geno's been sacked more. He's got fewer yards. They're going off of last year where he finished like like top in the completion percentage, maybe top one. I think he was one. Yeah. So they're going off of that. But he got his contract, and it is what it is. So, like, now teams are prepared for him, right? Correct. Yeah. How is he running this year? Do you have those stats? Uh yeah, his um rush. Let's see here. I gotta scroll way down. Wait, 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 wait. There we go. Geno Smith. <laughs> uh, rush attempts. He's got sixty-five rush yards. Okay, that's it. On so he's not even attempts. running as much as he did last year. Two point seven yards per carry. No touchdowns. Well, he's see, got... like when you when you think of Geno, like that to me, you still have to prepare for against the 49ers, He's going to try to run. He's gonna have to run. He's gonna be running for his life. So if he sees the coverages downfield locked and secured, we got to make sure that we keep that lane there to where we're filling in very quickly because he'll take off and run. And then also got to lay off the late hits on the quarterbacks. So, like, just be prepared for it. I'm glad he's not doing be it much. Prepared. <laughs> I'm glad he's not doing it much. But at the end of the day, that's still an option from Geno Smith. Correct. Correct. Um, right here, Josh. What's up, Josh? He says, hey, guys, purchased my Jay Rice tier last night. Appreciate the support. That's that is up. awesome. Uh, thought the, thought I had the tailgates tickets to Seattle were in my cart. I guess I messed up. They sold out. Anything went to Josh, 100%, man. Um, however you reach out, you're on the 49ersrush.com, I think. Uh, I'll set that up and get you added in. You're golden. So I'm working with our website guy now. We added some more spots. Not sure if the site's open currently as we speak but it will be shortly after this show i just got to have a quick meeting with my uh, website guy but i already messaged him we're working on it uh more spots will be open but i'm telling you right now we're going to sell this event out so if you are one of those people that wants to tailgate with us you know the day of the game one block south of the stadium the closest establishment that's indoor and outdoor so even if it's raining we got you covered you're gonna you don't want to wait and so please don't i want you to be a part of it but at the same time i don't want to put so much stress on the event that it doesn't get to be a great experience for the people that did pre-plan so uh yeah check that out right after this show 49ers rush road if you're coming up to seattle kids are free to every event as always with the ticketed adult um yeah we'll take care of you josh so uh, just reach out however you usually reach out to me and we'll get you taken care of i promise you that um Oh, we don't get a lot of these, but I, I don't have – we have to talk about this. Mike Evans is the Tim Duncan Listen. of the NFL. Ooh. As far as – well, I see, I get it because he's talking about as far as fundamentals, right? He is just going to produce. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Now, attitude, totally different. Tim Duncan was quiet as kept, soft, didn't speak much. He complains wasn't more. All he did, I, this is what I think of when I see Tim Duncan. You are is. so bad, yo. I'm a Mavericks I guy. Can, I, like I already words. know. I was about to say that. I you, you talk, you're talking. You're trying to ask me to talk about a Texas A&M guy, a Spurs guy. Get the hell out of here. I love you, Nick. You're awesome. I'm just joking, man. Uh, but yeah, get that, get that trash out. He here, was baby. the most fundamental basketball <laughs> player ever. He was. Uh, what's up, Sid? She says, "What's hey, up, Sid. John and Wayne? You guys are the best." Oh, Sonia, look at this. I didn't know this. 
uh, Jair Brown from my hometown. It's so exciting knowing he's putting in Trenton, New Jersey on the map. Where's Nick whenever we need him? Um, <laughs> anyone from around here knows uh, not a lot of good things come from the town. Dude, love Tig. It's hard to find anything negative on him because he's just the best of the best. And so thank you for sharing that. Jack, my man, do the best. He says, much love, John and Wayne. Good things happen when Kittle gets more than six targets. About those eight receptions allowed in a row late. All short outs to the right side. Why didn't Wilkes adjust? Um, you know, Jack asked about this during uh, right after the game. Let's talk about this. Because the Niners only give up two scoring possessions all game. Defense is playing lights out. However, there was that one drive where it was out route, out route, out route, out route. Wayne, what were your thoughts on perhaps not adjusting as much and allowing those simple completions to take place? I mean, I, I think we I think we kind of have to just allow Steve Wilkes to do what he does and trust him. At some point, you got to just trust him. What Steve Wilkes is probably doing, and I know it's frustrating, especially when you see these quick outs and, and these wide receivers and they're catching all of these little small underneath passes, uh, the Niners still feel like they got the better pass rush. They're going to tee off at some point, and they're trying to force these quarterbacks to make decisions to where they're bad. And so that's what you're getting, right? And so when you look at the results, all right, so they gave up a they gave up a three-yard pass, a four-yard pass, an eight-yard pass, a seven-yard pass, then there was a turnover. So right. you got to – I'm just saying you got to take the good – you got to take the bad because it's the way Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes defense is to create turnovers and don't give up explosive plays. And whenever they give up explosive plays, which I just finished going through, which is probably two, like I think they gave up two explosive plays, one on the ground for 17, one in the air for like 40 something. I, I, I think that is what Wilkes is trying to eliminate. So he's going to yes. give you these little dinky donkey passes. You got to be accurate. He's forcing the quarterbacks to be accurate. Unfortunately, and, man, one accurate. of those throws was one of the best coverage plays I've ever seen from Charvarius Ward. It was a 10-yard out Oh, route. man. There was no way he could oh. like, get to that, though. It was perfect coverage. It was, it was awesome. It was the it was a better pass. You, know, you ever see basketball was like great defense but better shot? Like <laughs> Better pass and better catch beats better, like best coverage. That's just yeah. the way that it that's is. Just, the that's what there. it was. That's and right. so I'll say this, Jack. You kind of go into almost like a prevent defense and – Every single defense has a vulnerability, and if that's going to be short out routes whenever you're up two scores in the fourth, I don't have a problem with that. And basically you're telling them, look, you're going to have to use the clock. You're going to have to do a 12-play drive to get down there, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're going to have to complete some very difficult passes on the edge. Mm -hmm. With and, the, and it was smart. You know, the 49ers are now number one defense in the NFL whenever you look at points allowed per game. There it that's is. That's the number one thing you want to lead in. They're also 7. number one in fewest – uh, explosive place. They're number one. And when Steve Wilkes came in, he said, there's two things I'm going to focus on. Limit explosive plays. We're best in the NFL. Create turnovers. Second most turnovers created in the NFL. I know two. it's not perfect, but man, if you're only giving up two scoring drives a game, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to win a lot of games. What's funny to me is now, when you look at the 49ers defense, they're playing a lot more aggressive. Okay, and what do I mean by that? Forcing fumbles. So that's something we haven't seen. We didn't see at the very beginning of the year, and just recently we're starting to see these balls come out. Paul, Fred Warner, Fred Warner, yeah. and one of those plays <laughs> led to a missed tackle. He flew in, tried to punch the ball out, didn't punch the ball out, and missed the tackle, and he got mad. And that was one of the the scoring drive. He was pissed off at that. That was Fred Warner had a couple busted plays on that drive. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I was just watching this film. So yeah, so like. I, all I'm saying is, I know we get frustrated when we see the defense kind of get diced up, mm -hmm. um, but it's they're just forcing the offense to be better than the, better than the defense and coverage, and it's kind of hard to like it, it. To me, it just seemed like a bunch of outs and a bunch of quick slants. That's what I was yeah. getting. I don't know how you can defend that other than give up the pass and crack the crack out of them. Like that's it. Like. That's what you do. They come across the middle. Bam! Just lay it down. Hopefully the ball pops out. Other than that, you got to make the tackle. Four yeah. missed tackles in this game. That's an improvement. That's wonderful. That's a mother-freaking improvement. Sign up. Sign myself up for that. Every, if you told me the Niners are just going to miss four tackles, oop, 
signed up. Sean Chapman just signed on that. I just, I'm just saying, it was only four. They just were the worst missed tackles ever, because two of them led to touchdowns. Yes, I want to say shout out to this amazing person, Wayne. She's the best. She's a new member on my show. She's been a member almost a year in on your show. How cool is that? She's the best. It was so fun hanging out at that. I think it was the Dallas game. It was the Dallas game. Yeah. Man, she was the absolute best, man. And and she's just incredible. Now, this dude, shout out to my man, Michael Pickle. What's the college with this dude? He's a good dude. Uh, Just got back from getting my hunting license with the bird stamps. That's what's up. Bird dogs at the ready. Opening day bird season starts Thursday. Let's go. Let's get some birds. We've got all bird games. How many games in a row, Wade? We've got Seahawks, Eagles, Eagles, Seahawks, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cardinals. That's ridiculous, yo. Five straight bird games. That's right, baby. Get out the duck hunt. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. I love that game. I love that. What's up, Michael? Like, if I had it right now, I would play it. That's what's up. And Michael's coming out for a, to hang out with us in Arizona. Dope. And if you don't know about Arizona, not only is Michael Pickle coming to hang out, also Patrick Willis, who oh, is going to be crazy on equal footing personally. Yeah. So if you want to meet Patrick Willis, head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Get your tickets for the Arizona game. That one's going to be off of the freaking hook. Right back to Jack. She says, Jair Brown made my Sunday. It's time to cook these birds 30 to 10. Mm. We're going to end this show. With some predictions. I like but, it. Ooh, 30 to 10, strong. Um, yeah, let's talk about this. This is one of the weaknesses. Geo Kane, thanks for the super chat. We got to watch those screens. Seattle is very good with that. Mm. I, I, the the Niners are very bad at stopping them. So, like, I, 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 there has to be a focal point in practice. Like, right? Like, when they practiced this week, they didn't practice yesterday. So, today... Screens have to be a focal point. So Ronnie Bell, Ray, like whoever they use, they need to re- really focus on this because you got to find a way to eliminate uh, Tyler Lockett, Jake Bobo, uh, Jackson Smith, and Jig. But like these are all guys that want to get the ball. They're very quick. They can get out in the space. Now, I will say this. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but when wide receivers screen on the Niners, they stop them. It's the running back screens yeah. that the Niners have been struggling with. I don't think Kenneth Walker is playing in this game. And so I'm not sure if they, they still got to be prepared, but it's the running back screens that we struggle with more than we do with wide receiver screens or tight end screens. Yeah. And Wilkes got asked about this. You know, it's, it, he got asked about the screens and like what adjustments you need to make. Let's listen to the amazing. I want to say this because Wilkes got so much hate. And I thought it was wrongfully placed. This dude is killing it as RDC. Listen to him say how we stop the screens. Uh, I don't think it's so much. And if one of you guys would indulge in doing the study, uh, I'm sure you'll figure out there's no magical call with the screens. It's all about sometimes effort. You know, I said all the time, you just got to go whoop that in front of you. You know, you got to set the damn edge. And, you know, we got to get guys turning and running, getting out of the stack. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's just sometimes that simple. If you look at the way our D-line turns around, I think a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, Cleet, I can't forget who it was, uh, what team rather, I mean, he saved one because, you know, we just turn and run, but we got to do a better job setting the edge perimeter of the run game and stop running lateral and just get vertical. So that's the key thing there, you know, rather than two, rather than three, rather than man, you know, somebody's got ass, that's it. <laughs> I love him. I, I I love them so much. They're, and... they're, what they're doing is they're taking the Niners defenders, and they're they're making them cover, which is weird, because the Niners defenders, the linebackers, they're down the field covering yeah. routes. So when you when the screen is there, it's just some big ass linemen ready to run over little people, and so that's what's happening. They get the, the offenses are getting set up a lot quicker here's the thing when they oh my gosh because you can't tell me that they didn't adjust to the screen because i watched red warner crack something off of somebody last week i just yeah. i'm just finished my defensive film i watched the lenore stop one like but they were on wide receivers i'm telling you it's something about running backs and the way that these teams are set up and here's the thing i i get it we're struggling against why don't we run screens like i i guarantee you they wouldn't be able to stop the screen if you run it 
exactly the way these other teams are. I, I don't get it, but it's just me. I know Kyle Shanahan used to be the screen god, and now he's the screen wimp. It's like for some reason, we don't do that. Yeah, teams are sitting guys in the middle against us defensively. Uh, mm. They sit them there because we do all those end breakers. And so, yeah, it's interesting. We we have gone away from that. But whenever I used to coach, you know, you have to teach. He talked about going vertically instead of horizontally. Always use the terminology, retrace your steps. Mm. So let's just say you're Eric Armstead and you're blitzing through the B gap. Once you recognize it's a screen, even if it's on the perimeter, you don't run to the perimeter. You have to go back the way you came. So you got to go a vertical and then chase over. If you chase straight horizontal to that outside thing, you're never going to catch them as a defensive lineman. So back to what Wilkes said, you got to get vertical and then collapse on your gaps and just pursuit angle it. We've struggled with that. Um, so that's something to watch this week. I'll let you take this one, Wayne. Eddie G and the Bulldogs. My brother, safe travels to you both. Have a great time in Seattle. And Wayne, that's all I always say to you. Bring home that dub. Let's effing go. Cook them. See. <laughs> I hate the Seahawks so much. It's not even a real animal. It's not even real. There's not a Seahawk. Like that does. Anyway, I'm sorry. Don't. That's go funny I mean, because I was trying. I had to look it up. It's not it's, real. I know. It's not real. Not That's a real okay. freaking thing. That's okay. That's okay. I di- I'm going to chill out. Uh, JP, thanks for the super chat. Uh, he says, fellas, see y'all tomorrow yes. night in Seattle. I can't freaking wait. And here we go. Bobo, do you guys like and enjoy Levi's Stadium? Um, I'll let you take this one, Wayne, then I'll go. Yeah, like, uh, I-, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but it's not as good as some of the other stadiums I've been to. Very fair. It is clean. It is open, um, which I really, really like. I hate the location personally. Once they get some stuff built up around it, it would be better. Um, it's not in my top ten. And, you know, it's funny. The Athletics just put out a player poll. They did like 80 anonymous players across the NFL, and they had some whole series of questions. You can check it out in the Athletic. And favorite place to play, least favorite place to play, Levi's wasn't even mentioned really in the top like seven or whatever. <laughs> it's not great. I, I like Levi's, and it's fun because it's important to me. But no, it's it's not great. The construction wasn't good. The layout's not good. It's not conducive to a fun football atmosphere and getting loud. It is loud, but it's not even top 15 loudest places in the NFL, despite the fan base being incredible. Right. So I love Levi's, but yeah, they missed on a lot of those things. But it's my home, and so that's the way it goes. You know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't know. Did I answer that question fairly well? Yeah, I mean, you like I, I I thought I didn't answer it well, but you answered it way more well than I did. I I, I like it, which I do. I think the internet's terrible there, but other than that, like Awful, it's, man. it's really cool. And then that sunbeam is the worst. But other than that, it's a good stadium. Yeah. But if you go to some of these other stadiums, you just be like, dang, we need a Lumen's incredible. Lumen's Lumen's, incredible. Lumen's good. I feel like the best stadium. And I hate them. Is huge is is uh the Vegas, Legion. yeah that's pretty badass. Oh man, you can that's sit anywhere cool. and see the field like clear as day. And so like that's my thing. Like whenever you go to these stadiums, like what are you taking away? I want like if it, the stadium's in the city and there's built like Charlotte Stadium is trash, but it's just surrounded by the city and feels awesome. Um, it's a terrible stadium. It's awful, but. It has some character to it. I'm not sure what that is with Levi's, and I know I'm probably mm-hmm. pissing somebody off right now. But like I, we're at <laughs> Silicon Valley. I have to bring my own mobile hotspot device so that I can record after the shows. Like, what the hell is that about, man? Like, <laughs> really? Like, we're at Silicon Valley. Like, get some freaking internet. Uh, set it up anyway. And that that is a problem of one. I'm sorry. I will take that away now. I want to talk about this here in a second, Wayne, but if you haven't yet, you got to bet with us on my bookie. We crushed it last week. Skip the arguments with Uncle Dave on Thanksgiving and focus on what really matters. Good food, boosted odds, and hitting those turkey day parlays. Picture this, not just watching the games, but turning every second into a potential win. With MyBookie, you can stream the games and bet live with updated odds throughout the entire game. Turn any game day into a payday. 
Now, ready to turn your up your game? Sign up today and make your first deposit with promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code next to me if you're watching the video for a sweet deposit bonus up to $1,000. Rollovers do apply. That is promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a promo code. It's a secret weapon. Get that extra edge on the house. So, no matter what you do, bet anything, anytime, and I mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet on mybookie.ag. I've been doing it forever, and I move around like a crazy person. So, mybookie.ag, promo code 49ERS. Now, I just put in my Thanksgiving Day teaser. We got three teams, right? Mm -hmm. Or three games. I did a plus 10. So you get 10 points added on to each one. So here's what I took. I took the Packers plus 17 and a half points versus the Lions. I think the Lions win, but 17 and a half points division game short week. I like that. Took the Cowboys minus one point versus the Commanders and the 49ers plus three and a half versus the Seabirds. Um, Bet 10 to win 8.3. I'll post all of our bets up over on the 49ers rush and our Patreon. Go ahead, Wayne. So the first one. Yes, sir. Plus 17? Plus 17 and a half points. So you took the Packers because you don't think the Lions are going to beat them by plus 17. Correct. So I think here are my rules. I don't like betting divisional games. I right. do not like divisional games. So whenever it is like that, and it's a sh- I don't like short weeks either. So Thursday games are always difficult. They're hard to predict. I want the points. I want the points uh, almost always. Um, and then Niners plus three and a half. That's just I think I think the 49ers are a bad matchup for the Seahawks. They don't match up well against us. They built outside in. They draft wide receivers and corners. What do the 49ers do? We draft D linemen and O linemen. <laughs> and so how do you want to build your team? Now, whenever they had Russell Wilson there, that dude dominated us. And I hate that little troll. He did. But even whenever he went on the terrible Denver Broncos team, he, he still beat a way us. To win. I know. Mm. I get mad. Gonna make no. me mad, John. Don't talk about it. Um, let's talk about this. Always drip. I'll let you take this one, Wayne. Always drip need to improve in the two-minute offense, both by Kyle and Brock, in order to achieve the ultimate goal, which is getting over the hump and winning a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, these are all little small little things that the Niners, you know, have to figure out. Um and again, like they're not always in a two minute or I would say more importantly, they got to get that four minute offense lock. Right. Like you, you with four minutes to go, Kyle Shanahan wants to seal the deal. Uh, and so, like, it's more to the that than what we've seen. Like, right. So, like, you look at the game, and you're like, oh, shoot. The Every time the Niners get the ball, they have the opportunity to score. Right. And then there's a penalty. And then. There's a, then there's a pass play right after the penalty. And then it's second and long because you it was an incomplete pass. And then there's a sack. And then there's just, it's like, dang. Like, if you get a penalty, there's got to be a, 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 a chunk play call after a penalty. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's called screen. It's called running back screen. It's saying, I'm all y'all on the left, we're going we gonna to screen. I don't care who they got in the middle. Christian McCaffrey give me five yards on the screen. Y'all just block. Like, something. Just think about it. Now it's second and 15 opposed to second and 20 or second and seven opposed to second and 20. It's those stupid things. It's little things. It's little things. I like it. I like it. And I, I'm with this, dude. I, I'm with you, Wayne. Always, always making sense. Now, uh, we did just get some uh, breaking news. The 49ers have just made a transaction. They are signing guard Ben Barch from the Jaguars practice squad to our active roster. They're putting Talano Hufunga um, on injured reserve. So they're bringing over Ben Barch. He is 25 years old. Just a little backup. I just pulled up as Wayne was dominating that answer. Six foot six, 315. Um, he's with the Jaguars. He was, what's it called? Drafted in the fourth round of 2020. Played at St. John's, Minnesota. He's played 293 snaps this year, was kind of like a reserve guy that was getting promoted up, but he's played a lot. With Jacksonville, he has over 1,400 career snaps. We bring him over, just extra interior work. So with the issue of Aaron Banks maybe not being back this week, 
with the issue of Valenciano kind of being the big swing guy everywhere, Burford got some issues. Then you had Zakel with the injury, and it just kept compiling. At some point, you needed some help interior-wise. I wouldn't be shocked if Il Manning or Corey Luciano, who got called back up last week, those things. It just gives you some added depth. So uh, thoughts real quick just on bringing in a guard, Wayne, and putting Talanoa on IR. Well, I mean, you know, you knew Talanoa was going on IR. I didn't think that they were going to look to bring up interior or find some more interior offensive lineman help. I feel like maybe they just don't like what they see on the practice squad. It's a little bit head-scratching to me because um, maybe I, th I thought maybe they would sign Jason Verrett or some type of, just to boast up the cornerback room because that seems to be a need still, um, especially getting down into the stretch. So that the, 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 curious, the cr crazy thing is he's on the active roster. So that's interesting. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird. What it tells me, we're pretty happy with what we have in safety position because. Yeah, so I, that's why I wasn't worried about that. But same. I thought they would still make sure that that DB room, you lose a DB filling in with another one. Or is it going to be like, it's, it's not safety. I said DB. So there, there are a bunch of positions that, that are in the DB category. I, I didn't think that they needed more offensive linemen, but what if this means this is something more long-term for Aaron Banks? Yeah, I don't know. It, it is interesting. It's just, man, get those bodies. And, you know, again, what did we just say? How does the how do the 49ers prioritize their roster? O-line, right. D-line. Right, how do the Seattle Seahawks prioritize their roster? Outside, inside. It's two diametrically opposed ideas on roster construction and what you do. And, hey, man, I'll take those trenches every day of the damn week. And I, I'm pretty excited to see. I don't think Ben Barch is going to get playing time this week, but you do get some added depth, and you're just constantly shuffling, kind of turning everything, um, all that stuff. Here we go. Josh, who commented earlier, says, we got our tickets pumped. Dude, that's what's up. Glad we got you taken care of, Josh. Um, I wasn't going to leave you out, man. I promise you that. I got you. I got you. Um so let's let's transition now, Wayne. Let's talk about let's do some predictions. The let's 49ers are seven point favorites. I saw that it just dropped down to six and a half right before I went live on the show. So really? if you're wanting to bet the spread, six and a half is a world different than seven because you That's win a by a touchdown. Right. You don't you get paid. Do. You win by a touchdown. Now you do get paid. Right, because it's not seven, it's six and a half. So that you win by a half. Get I'm getting it. I got it. Getting We're getting it. there. So what do you think is going to happen this game? What are some of the things that stand out to you as far as, I mean, the Niners do this? I mean, look, keep keep it basic. Niners got to find a way to run the ball. Um, it was good to see Elijah Mitchell have a little burst uh, and get the first explosive run in the game for 13 yards. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Shout out to the offensive linemen and, the, and, the, and everybody that blocked on that particular play. No shade. Um, and I thought that was good because this is the second half of the season, and this is where Kyle Shanahan is going to probably start unleashing some of these different pieces that we haven't seen much of or didn't think that were too well. Kyle Shanahan has the plan, so I'm trusting it. So running the ball is always key for me, uh, especially on the offensive side because it just it just allows so many other things to develop in the passing game. What was super interesting in the Tampa Bay game was that we ran the ball for negative one yards laterally, and then we play action pass on the second play and got 24 yards out of it. I just thought that was freaking – I just Kyle Shanahan just doesn't give two flying cares about anybody. Like, he's the plays he wants – and, and it just comes down to that. And then execution. The Niners just got to continue to find ways to execute. I think they still struggle in the red zone. That's a big problem. So more than the two-minute offense, the four-minute offense, how about we score touchdowns in the red zone? How about we yeah. get back to that? I don't know what's going on, but we need to score touchdowns. We get that ball into that 20. How about we don't get a sack? And how about we don't call a penalty? And how about we just score a touchdown? And then on top of that, the penalties. The Niners are playing very undisciplined football this year. And it's got me scratching my head. So from a lot from, of penalties from your studs. That's another <sighs> thing, man. It's got me uh, scratching my head, John. Like, you know, like Williams, Bosa, Bosa. I'm just calling them out. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. 
But the yeah. Niners got to find a way to like at least seven penalties, sixty six yards. They got to find a way to to, to 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 lessen that. That's 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 important, especially on the road. Uh, but yeah. the Niners got to do that. And as far as defensively, man, listen, make Geno Smith throw all day. I'll leave it at yeah. that. You know what that means. Make him throw all day. I love Not that, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, Pleasure says, uh, John and Wayne, do you think it's possible that Wilkes could look into moving Oliver to safety? He started games last year at safety. I, I He's struggling. I don't see it. Okay. I wouldn't be upset with it. But I think you have the answers in-house. I And, you know, the next question kind of goes with this. The real Jay Diggs, he says, I don't watch college football. What are y'all's options on Brown coming in for Huff? I don't think Brown's coming in for Huff. I think Brown's coming in for Gibson. <laughs> Gibson, and you push Gibson down into the Huff role. That's what I uh, – Tig, right, short for Tigger, he, he's he's a free safety. He's a mm -hmm. lurker. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say that. You, and plus, it's, it's, it's just a, a responsibility opposed to – Getting up there, getting a run, playing a pass, which side you covering, follow this formation, three by three. It's a lot, right? Yeah. Look, give him I still think we see cover two, cover three in this so. in this game. Hopefully some more. We're playing a lot of quicker receivers. Maybe that cover six, that shell, will get some of that as well. Hey, look, I, I like Tig. Wherever they put him, he's gonna figure it out. And so um in college. He played in the box. He played free safety in, football, in the pros. He played in the box. He's going to play free safety. The one thing that I know, if you're going to be a safety, if the Niners draft you as a safety, that means you can play safety. That doesn't mean you play one or the other. Now, I think Steve Wilkes will definitely find a way to utilize his strengths, but you don't want to leave this kid out for hunting because they're going to attack him. That's why I said force geno smith to throw the ball because that was where he can activate his ball hawkinism in seahawksville like that's what i would like to see ball hawking ball hawkinism i like yes. that uh, yeah that, that's my favorite you know i asked you earlier wade like what are the matchups the, my scariest matchup is special teams oh. we lost the special teams last week big time like we and they were what's it called? They were the thirtieth. The Buccaneers had the thirtieth ranked special teams group, and they beat us on punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. You know the field goal was unit bad. was was on par, which was cool. But guess what? You're playing the Seattle Seahawks. Do you know where they rank special teams wise? Number one, number one. They're the but, best in the NFL. But here's the thing, right? You get better on special teams. You hopefully like. Will Womack play? Well, like you, you got all these reserve, like you got all these players that were good there, like that will be back. I like I just feel like Dre Greenlaw, not Dre Greenlaw, um, DFF. I felt like he had a great special teams play, set the tone, and, and special teams just had a they had a a brain fart with that George Odom penalty, which should have been questionable, uh, but it was it, it should have been, but it wasn't. So yeah, I don't know, I I. But that could be an area. But don't let them explode on any level of football. You'll be good to go. Yeah. Right here, uh, just yeah. breaking news again. Shaq Leonard just got released. Uh, Darius <laughs> Shaquille Leonard yeah. uh, from the Colts, which he was in conversation. You know, Fred Warner signed Same his deal. Draft. He signed his deal. Same draft. Yeah. Talk about the money they got paid, all that stuff. Just released. It's NFL stands for not for long. And I know we're going to get like, should the Niners sign him? You can't sign him off waivers because if you do, you get that contract. So you can't do that. Niners cannot do that. He has to clear waivers, right? He's got to clear waivers, then choose to sign with us on a new deal. I just think it's probably less than a 2% chance that that takes place. Yeah, obviously you'd want Shaq Leonard, but. Unless he wants a championship. Unless he wants a championship. And then what are you going to do? You're going to take Drake Greenlaw out of his spot. He's a long-term foundational piece, I think. It just gets difficult. But, yeah, I want him. I want him. But I don't think that's going to be in the cards. That's I don't just think me. we need him. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'll just say it. I don't. He's a baller, I think, though. He's definitely a baller. Uh, but I don't think we need him. Uh, yeah. Honestly. I'm with you there. So uh, let's do this. Let's finish the show. Let's finish with what your score predictions are. Uh, you know, whenever I'm on the John and Wayne show on Fridays on your channel, that's how we kind of always end it. We're not uh, – this Friday is going to be difficult because we're both flying uh, back from the game on Thursday. So 
that's going to be hard to do. So uh, let's do scores and predictions. I haven't mapped all mine out yet, but I'm going to say this, and I'm going to kind of stick with the theme. I'm going to do a weird number. Hmm. How weird? I want to do a really, I want to do 29. I don't know why. That's 29 weird. just is, I'm doing 29. I'm doing 29 to tough, baby. 29 Ooh. to 20. That's what I'm going to say. 20. With some trash points from Seattle because they're a trash organization. I like it. No, I don't. Yes, I do. It's a weird number. I'll go, I'm going 31-13. It's, it's easy for me. It's, it's, I, I just feel like, you know, Brock Purdy is pretty much in control. He, he, he rarely loses to teams he beat. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, Has I, he I, lost to a team he's beaten? I don't. I don't think so. No. Oh shit. Small sample size. I don't care. It's, I, I I'm like just it, saying. Though. Fifteen wins, four losses. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, look, he 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 doesn't lose to the teams that he plays and beats. Nope. He does not. And we'll we'll see. RJ says excited to go to my first forty hours rush tailgate. Hey. Excited to see you, man. Um, and right here, slick. Any news that the 49ers are bringing back Q Knight? I don't think so. They. How do I say this? I love Q Knight. You guys know this. They missed a wonderful opportunity in activating him. They had an opportunity. This dude stuck with the Niners over other options multiple times with the promise of, hey, we'll activate you if there was an injury. There was an injury. That bridge is Didn't over. Didn't activate him. <laughs> I think they kind of, you sign him to the active roster, you can't bring him back to the practice squad. So that's why I don't think he comes back here. Um, because he walked away from opportunities to give the Niners the benefit of the doubt. They promised him, and then they didn't. So I want him back. I don't see it unless he's on the active roster and this, you know, signing the guard. Nah. Would you would would you bring Jaquaski Tart back? No, 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 no. I uh, special teams maybe. No, it's over. I just think thought I put it. Just thought I put it out there. I love Tart, but no, I, I think the value on playmaking safeties. Mm-hmm. It's just not a fit any longer. I just want him to come back. I love try him. to redeem I want him to coach. Him. I want I just, him on the team. I just want him to come back and redeem himself mm. and just get an interception and then retire again. Whoa. Yeah. Leave again. Uh, Big Fish says, where's Womack? Yeah, I can't believe they activated Daryl Luter Jr. over, over him. Over Womack. I, he's I, got I, he, one more week, and then if he doesn't get activated. Yeah. They have uh, to let him go. He's done for the year. So right. we're going to find out. If he we're doesn't get activated, out. he's on full IR for the rest of the season? The rest of the season. Dang. The rest of the season. So Who we was got the other player? Days. Oh, Robert, Robert Beal. Robert Beal. Dang. Oh, and Danny Gray's Wendell yeah. hasn't been activated. So, so he's still. Rah, yeah. he's safe. He's safe. He's safe. But I thought they could put those players on IR more than once. Yeah, but once you activate a window, whether it's a pup or IR, so as soon as the Niners said we're activating their 21-day practice window, that clock starts. So they so got to make Gray, the active roster. They have to or they're done. So Danny Gray's not his clock hasn't started, right? But you started the clock on Womack. You started the clock on Bill. You started the clock on Daryl Luter uh, Jr. Yeah. So, yeah, the clock is ticking on Womack. Well, Daryl Luter made the rocks. He, he's on the rock. I think he's, he's going to see more snaps this week. He looked good on special teams, man. He, he, he was fired up. You could tell he was Ooh. fired up. Roberto, thanks for the super chat. I want Kittle and Trent to eat turkey on the 50. I don't care if George Kitt, if the 49ers win. And George Kittle's not like the player of the game. You know, he's not the turkey award winner. I don't care. George Kittle will take turkey out of a friend's mouth and eat it <laughs> on the 50. So it's just who Kittle is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's his that's his personality, and you and you love it, right? You, you gotta oh. love it. Matter of fact, like if 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 Brock Purdy is eating the traducarian or whatever you want to call it, right? Let's say he's eating that joint. Kittle would jump. He's not even being. He'll jump on the stage, take it, grab a bite, look at the camera, and walk off. Yes, he will. Uh, Roger, what's up, man? He says, "Where are you guys sitting on Thursday?" So, I gotta say this. Usually, I wait to buy tickets. I could not this time. I'm bringing the wife and kiddo, and we're going to cold weather. And it was going to rain game day, and I've been to Lumen be filled, be, Lumen Field before. So I said, you know what? We're getting cheap tickets underneath the awning just in case it rains because I don't want the wifey mad at me. So I'm sitting very high up underneath the awning just in case. I got to hedge my bets because I could deal with the bad Niners performance. Can't deal with an angry 
wife that's been rained on in the cold. I, I've got to <laughs> prioritize certain things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 way up underneath the awning personally. So I'm just so, gonna throw that out there. So I'm following the John Chapman method. I'll probably get my tickets on the airplane. When I get there we go. When I land. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Wade, this has been awesome. You're the best. Can't wait to be in person tomorrow. Uh, yes. Hang out together. So why don't you take us out of here? Let's let's wrap this show up. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Go subscribe to Wayne's show. Go subscribe to Wayne's show. Take us out of here, my friend. Seven and three on our way up. Seven and three. We on our way up. Seven and three. We on our way up. Faithful, stay faithful. You already know what time it is. It's the John and Wayne Show. We'll see you next week, baby. Let's go. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.